1: Rev here. Uh, I want to take a moment to say thank you to everyone who has turned out for our push for partner on Twitch. We have been having a whole lot of fun with all of the new games we've been playing, as well as the new kind of tricks we're learning to do while we play games. We did the goose game run the other night, which was full of drama as Megan and I competed to see who could be the worst goose While the Twitch viewers got to bet channel points on certain things to see who would get what done first. Uh, We had quite a few upsets, so thank you everybody who has showed up for that. Our upcoming week of streaming, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, tomorrow, Thursday the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will be playing Jason Statham's Big Vacation. Uh, That was originally last Saturday, but we had to move that uh, due to some issues that came up. As a reminder, that is a one-page RPG where Megan, Tass, and Kim will be playing as Jason Statham's entourage, and they will be working to ensure that he has a fantastic four-day weekend while protecting him from the machinations of the evil Wesley Sniper. Then on Saturday the 23rd, Megan and Kim are going to be playing some Overcooked 2, and I think we're going to put a little extra spit on it. They're going to cover their menus. They're going to cover the top corner of their screen so they cannot see it, and I will be their Gordon Ramsay shouting out to them what it is they need to be making. We thought we'd just add a little more chaos to the chaos because that's how you make something extra spicy. Then on the 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will be playing Hatoful Boyfriend, which is a dating simulator where the player is the only human exchange student in a school of birds uh, where they will try to find bird love. (laughs) Uh, But Megan is going to be playing through that with Kim and I as her entourage, uh, giving her advice on how exactly to choose the perfect bird. And then our final stream on Thursday the 28th at 8 p.m. Eastern, we will be playing another one-page RPG called Goat Crashers, where Megan, Kim, and Tass will be a group of rowdy goats who want to do nothing more than party party But unfortunately, the humans do not want them around. So it's going to be up to them to get in to that party and have a good time. So again, that is tomorrow, Thursday, the 21st at 8 p.m. Eastern, Jason Statham's Big Vacation. Saturday, the 23rd at 6 p.m. Eastern, Overcooked 2. Monday, the 25th at 8 p.m. Eastern, Hatoful Boyfriend. And Thursday, the 28th, Goat Crashers. Uh, If you do not follow us, you can head over to twitch.tv slash show and get notifications whenever we go live with our games. Uh, And coming up in the next few weeks, we will actually have a very exciting announcement about our Twitch channel. So look forward to that. Other than that, it's time to let the recap roll. This has gotten so much heavier. I expected this to be just a quick
2: in and out, get an answer to a question. Okay, so we were here to get some answers from Ori about some stuff that's going on, but you two are actually like, you guys might have some extra answers for me. Right now, they rebuilt the space station, a crew is back up there, and it seems like they've all been turned to vampires. It seems like there was one wolf in sheep's clothing up there that has been systematically turning all of them, and it's Natalie. Rachel, do you remember Natalie from Hawaii? before Esten caught me all my time and why he was spent at the fishing Man, village. Man, okay. We're trying to figure out something about her origin to figure out if she's, like, born a vampire or if she was turned by Esten or something so we know, you know, whether she's working under a thrall and, like, needs to be
1: saved. Well, if she was acting under Esten's thrall, I mean, he's gone, so it would be broken now, right? Well,
2: no, not exactly. Uh, somehow Esten is back. What? How? Uh, I, we don't know. Esten's the one that captured Megan, and it was well after we killed Esten in Hawaii, so we don't know how. We don't know if somehow he came back, if somehow the kill didn't stick, or if somehow it's a different Esten. But somehow he's out and about in our world still.
1: And Ori looks around at all of you. Um, I think, uh, I think I might have an answer for that one. I think I helped to bring him back from the dead. You know how I said I was starting to remember things I had been made to forget well i've been having these these nightmares and i thought it was just that a nightmare but uh i mean if eston's back (sighs) so in in this nightmare when nash shows up at the wave and sea before he sends me away he he makes me come out with him to where eston died and and he draws a circle in the sand and starts drawing these symbols all around it and and then he cuts his palm with a knife and he does the same to me and we drip blood on the symbols in the sand and and then Nash starts chanting and the ash on the ground starts to stack up into the shape of a person. And there are there are bugs on the ground in the circle, but they seem to be moving like backwards. And the ash forms into a shape of Esten with a stake in his back and, and he's gripping Tassa and trying to bite him. And it's like watching a movie in reverse because I see you, Jake, you're there, you're holding a mallet to the stake and then you're gone, and then TJ is there, and he's holding the mallet to the stake, but then he pulls it out and is holding it in his hand, and and then he's gone, and right as Esten lets go at Tass, Nash cuts off the chanting, and the whole thing just it freezes, and Nash uses his hand to, to break the circle in the sand, and it's like a bubble popping. And then Esten's just standing there with us, and then I wake up. Um. Well, that might be worth kind of looking into, and we could
2: even go there, and I could like magically watch like I could see exactly what happened I could watch this spell go off and then try and figure out if there's any way to
1: make sure it can't be done again maybe I could yeah I guess there's not really a whole lot I can do from here I keep thinking like that I could go and go through their stuff again but that's probably not a good idea no I
2: have to assume that you are well and truly made at this point I don't think you can sneak
1: back in anymore yeah but uh like I've gotten way better at some stuff and he turns into a wolf and then he turns into a giant bat And then he turns into Mist. And then he turns into himself again. All rapid fire.
0: Dude, you're rad as hell. That was amazing.
1: Right? Like, Fox, she's a kick-ass shapeshifter. And I, oh man, it feels good. i bet. Hey, where's your sister? Oh, she's probably in playing with the queen. Okay. Has she been working on any cool stuff too? No, really. We were just giving her a chance to be a kid. That's good. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess let's go back and let's revisit all this with Tass and Margaret
1: and... See what we want to do.
0: Yeah, this seems like there was a lot of uh, a lot of information you didn't expect to get, so needs to be shared.
1: Yes, and if you need anything from us, let us know. I would have loved to let you know that we had adjusted the time, but we don't really have a way to get to you or to communicate to you. We just have to wait for you to show up randomly. How'd you yank us the first time? That was the queen. She used some of the runes to to summon heroes that she had seen in her vision. I guess we could try that. I mean, I suppose worst case, but.
0: I mean, if if we're on the same time now, you could just set a point to periodically check in, maybe?
2: Yeah, I guess. Just like Tuesdays at 11 or something.
0: (laughs) Oh, uh, Ferguson, right? You're Ferguson? Yes. Hi. uh, Taz had something he wanted me to tell you. Uh, uh, Something about uh, there's a cowboy talking around midnight, I I think.
1: Oh, this could be very important. Are you sure the words are right?
0: Uh. Cowboy Talks at Midnight. Mm. He said you'd know what it meant.
1: Ah, yes. What's a cowboy? I know what midnight is.
0: Can can you watch movies here?
1: Are you familiar with electricity, Ferguson? Only from the things that we learned
2: from your car. I don't see why we couldn't like bring a DVD player and <laughs> can leave him some stuff.
0: Cool. Next uh, Tuesday at 11.
2: <laughs> All right. I'll stop by more often now. Now that I know that it's not going to cost us a lot on our end. Yes, I'll be able to stop by more often. Sounds good. There's got to be some way for you guys to be able to reach out. I'll I'll try and figure that out too. If I get the chance, I'll try and figure out a way that you can communicate to us. All right. Well, god, it was it was really good seeing y'all. Yeah,
1: you too.
0: Yeah, it was wonderful to meet everybody.
1: Yes, very nice to meet you. Good luck on your endeavors. I'll see you soon. Bye. And I'll poof us back. And the two of you appear back outside of the IPT. <laughs>
0: Jake, what am I doing?
1: <laughs> what do you mean?
0: This is, this is a lot. This is, this is so much more than I thought. I am so far over my head. I mean, I thought, you know, we were going to a really cool world uh, with like nymphs and fairies and stuff. And now I know that there's there were people living in Tass's head and Esten's alive. And what if he finds out that I'm not where he put me? What if he comes back after me?
2: I mean, as far as what if Esten comes back after you, you've got us now, and we've stopped him before, and with your help, we can stop him again.
0: He just seems to know so much more, and I feel like I'm just too many steps behind to feel safe. I just wanted to find out why I can do the things that I can do, and I thought this would be a really cool way to start learning some more stuff going around with you guys, but now I feel like there's a giant target on my back again. I don't know if I can do this.
2: I don't really have any new answers for you. You know, everything that you've learned since you got out, that's all that we've learned since we got out. But it seems like you're an important piece of something and we still don't understand what that something is or how you fit into it, but you must be involved and you must be dangerous because they're scared of you. That's why they wanted to take you and put you away because you can do something about it. So I understand that you're scared and that you feel like there's a target on your back. And I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong to feel any of that. But if you can look beyond that, I think you'll see that this is the right place for you to be. And then if you want answers, you need to stay the course. Do you like mysteries?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like mysteries.
2: Well, we're in a big motherfucker of a mystery. And if you stick around, I think you'll be able to help us solve it. If you don't want to, I totally understand. That's fine. I wouldn't I wouldn't ask you to do something you don't want to do. I can take you back away and tuck you away in Elnor with everybody else. And you can stay there and learn magic archery with a vampire and it can be super rad.
0: That does sound, that does sound super rad. It's, it's not, it's not that I don't want to. I'm just, it's so hard to go into something so big with so few answers to prepare. I'm just afraid that I'm, I'm not going to be enough, but I get what you're saying. And I get, we, we can only go off of what we have. So you're right. I'm just got to stay the course
2: all right, I guess I will hold the door open so we can head back in and towards where Margaret and Tass were.
1: So Tash, you have stayed behind uh, in Margaret's office and you're going over some more of the videos from the Eye of Ra uh, as well as looking over the shipping schedule uh, for when they send equipment up to the Eye of Ra. Um, is there anything in particular you're looking for, looking at?
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm really kind of doing a miniature version of the of the Charlie wall, you know, I'm just... Getting my little pins and strings out and trying to piece together the closest approximation of what I think they know, how these shipments go, how they use the portal. I'm just really trying to gauge what I think is the absolute safest and best way to get us up there.
1: Why don't you all trust your gut?
3: Ooh, I think I could attempt that.
1: (laughs) That's an 11. So looking at all of the options laid out before you, and you think that the best way to get up there would be to take the portal, but that you shouldn't go in as a strike team. Maybe you should find a way to do someone for reconnaissance. Okay. And I think as you piece all of this together, Megan and Jake walk back in.
0: Hey, how'd it go? Well, we learned a lot, kind of.
2: Uh, no, we learned a lot. Let's start. How about here? Uh, Rachel and Reeves's souls? consciousnesses, whatever, uh, are anyway, they're in circles in Elnor. What? what? Yeah, I guess the necklace that you've got that like absorbs magic, uh, it's just kind of siphoning everything you come in contact with or that sticks around you that's magical and then shunting it back over to Elnor. So Ferguson's just got like tons of circles of runes of magics and their two, you know, selves kind of exist over there now.
3: Whoa! Okay. That's, I mean, that's amazing. That's been at the back of my mind forever, just what has happened to them. I thought Rachel just sort of absorbed into me. Huh.
2: No, I guess, like, just the energy part of her, whatever is, like, necessary to make you what you are, is, I guess, I think you're right. Like, that's sort of absorbed into you. That's kind of still there. But the rest of her that wasn't, like, chosen stuff was non-essential and therefore was able to get moved over.
3: Oh, that's awesome. Holy shit.
0: And we also found out that Esten is the same Esten that you killed.
3: Okay. How did you find that?
0: Ori said that he had to help Nash uh, do some sort of spell. And I don't know. It sounded like he reversed time or something and did Ugh. something where he just brought him right back.
3: Okay. Well, I mean, that's a that's a big one. That's huge to
2: know. It's kind of weird because like the way he described it, he kind of, he said it was like watching a movie backwards and he saw all of us like in the fight with Esten. And so it's, it seems weird. Like if he could just yank Esten right out of it, why he didn't like yank one of us out of it at a time and just kill us or something. And therefore, you know, end us in the timeline.
3: God, maybe something about him not existing in it later or, you know, and us, actually existing? I God, I don't know. That's a whole other thing.
0: Also, he said he didn't know Natalie.
3: Oh, okay, Because, yeah, I mean, back then in Hawaii, of course he wouldn't have. But anything after that, it seemed like he was doing a lot of the training and the, you know, kind of black ops stuff. So I suppose it does make sense if he wouldn't have met anybody else in the organization
0: Yeah, back back in Hawaii, what happened? How did you guys get mixed up with her in the first place?
3: Well, I mean, she was the operative that was out there with a couple of others and they got infected somehow and they were like in transition for whatever they were infected with when they were brought back and we were the ones sent out to check it out and figure out what was going on. You know, but the fishy thing about that is so much of what we were dealing with out there were Esten's ghouls. I feel like we got it in our heads that they were infected with ghoul stuff, but that's not how ghouls are made. You know, TJ drank that whatever it was that was left, and he got infected with vampire shit. So, I mean...
0: I thought he was a werewolf.
3: Yeah, that's a whole whole thing later. Uh, Jake actually cured him of that whatever he was infected with and went through a whole other thing. And, oh, God. Anyway, the point is, what the hell were Fritz and Ellis infected with exactly? Like, were they being turned by Esten or Natalie? Were they being experimented on, too, with the ghoul stuff? And it was like a whole new way to make them? That that doesn't seem like it makes sense.
0: Well, you said they were in the process of being turned. Did that happen?
2: Oh, hey... Margaret, whatever did become of those two after we brought them back, after she brought them back? Yeah, it seemed like they had a recovery and both of them stepped down. So probably not at all that then. So they probably both turned into vampires and then decided to step back
1: out of the organization so they could do their nefarious work. Well, if it's been set up so that vampires could be in here for as long as Natalie's been here, yes, I suppose it's very possible.
3: Well, shit.
2: So we still don't really have a definite answer on what her whole deal is and... It seems like, you know, they, they didn't know her, so she wasn't involved in the same stuff that Rachel and Ori were involved in. Has anybody looked in her office? Can we just go search her
3: office? Good point. I mean, if if she's still operating as if she hasn't been uh, caught on to, yeah, she might still have something in there. We might as well go look.
1: Yeah, Margaret reaches in her desk and throws you a ring of keys. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the hard part here is
2: knowing like what might have been a thralled action versus a... An independent action.
1: Well, and I think it helps, too. You've all encountered folks who have been under thralls. It's usually a, a single task, not a way of life.
3: I mean, yeah, to an extent. Like Ori, Nash had someone, you know. It wasn't always just a a magical thrall. It was do this or she's in trouble. I think it's worth at least checking.
1: All right. Let's go search her office. See so you all head back down to the offices. Uh, what are you doing in here? It's Pretty small. It's got a uh, computer and some file cabinets uh, and some pictures. I think I'm specifically first
3: looking. Wow! Suddenly we're in a whole different kind of game. I'm looking for traps. Um, you know, if this is something that she wants to keep stuff safe, I want to look to see if there's anything like indicators that people might be looking through her stuff. I I can't imagine she'd set up, I don't know, a bomb or a whatever, a poison trap or something that would definitely tip her off. But if there's something that might be like, yo, somebody's looking through your shit, go check it out. That would be good to know.
1: Okay. Uh, What's everyone else doing?
0: I'm Just following behind. Far behind.
2: (laughs) I mean, once TAS confirms that we're safe of traps, if we are in fact safe of traps, then I'd be helping to just scour through stuff, see if there's anything... Anything that looks like it's written in code that isn't an IPT standard or, you know, anything like that
1: that's out of the ordinary. Uh, Yeah, so Tess, you don't find anything that seems odd, um, nothing that seems like it's a a trap or anything.
3: Cool. Is there anything invisible if I open up my site?
1: There is not. Okay. Jake, roll Investigate a Mystery. Nine. You get a hold one. What's being concealed here? So Jake, as you are looking over her desk through the files, you do notice that in one of the photos... She is handing something to someone else, and you can see the underside of her forearm. And there's a small tattoo there, a capital H and a lowercase g, and it looks like it's made out of silver liquid.
2: I pull out my phone and Google the periodic table real quick.
1: It's mercury.
0: I knew that. I was very confused. I was like, because I was thinking, it looks like it's silver, because mercury looks like silver. But I was like, it's not silver. That's mercury.
2: (laughs) Do we have any idea why she would have a tattoo of the atomic symbol from Mercury that looks like it's made of Mercury.
0: And that's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> I'm Yes, it is pretty cool.
3: No idea.
2: Well, I noticed it, so it must be relevant in some
0: <laughs> way.
1: <laughs> this cost me a hold.
2: <laughs> Rev's just like, no, no, I just I know you're thinking about getting a tattoo, so I just wanted to put this one in your lookbook. Where's Anastasia right now? In her office. Okay. Is that close to here? Yeah. Cool. Then I'm just going to walk over to Anastasia's office with that photo. Okay. I'd be like, hey, this is a weird question, but something about this photo strikes me as out of the ordinary. Natalie has this tattoo of the, the symbol for Mercury. Does that ring any bells from like your time undercover or anything?
1: Yeah, Mercury. I never knew who it was, but that was one of the names that they used all the time for one of Nash's deep cover agents.
2: Fuck yeah.
0: That's such a cool fucking name. I love that so much.
1: Mercury's
2: Natalie? I mean, this isn't like a perfect 100% convincing argument for that but it's kind of the best we've got so far. Yeah and it cost you a hold.
3: And it cost me a hold (laughs) so it's
2: gotta be true.
3: So operative. We're talking like operative operative not somebody like Ori that was held with you know prisoners compelling them to do whatever Nash wanted them to do. Yeah. Shit.
0: What did this Mercury do? I mean I know you said deep undercover but like sounds kind of notorious.
1: Yeah, they had um, been responsible for the downfall of at least two other paranormal groups over the last hundred years.
3: Okay. Well, if we're going to go deal with her, that kind of answers the approach, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess all we have to do is, like, confirm that she's Mercury somehow, you know, which might be as easy as catching her off guard by being like, hey, Mercury, and seeing if she turns and looks. But (laughs) if we can get her to, like, in any way confirm that, like, yeah, this was her and it's not just a coincidence, then... We know pretty certainly that she's like a bad guy. Okay, so how do we think we run this? Well, if we think Natalie's like bad, bad, then we probably do want to take her out to break the thrall over everybody she's turned. I still feel like we should probably lay out the trap to trap all of them in there just so that, like, you know, she can't dip out of the space station as soon as she knows something's wrong.
0: And she can't order anybody else to either.
2: Yeah. Or to leave and, you know, start doing other things that we would have to leave the space station to deal with or anything like that. Like we should still probably quarantine them.
0: Yeah. I mean, that takes care of the vampire power side of things. But as far as the people side of things, we don't want them getting information or leaving. You said it's like a teleporter to get up there, right?
3: Yeah, they got a teleporter to get up there and they're connected to all the other organizations. So we... Need to figure out, like, how could they call for backup, or like, what all is up there that they could use against us if the rest of them show up to help uh, Natalie fight us or whatever.
2: And you think our best bet is to send someone in first to recon, right? Through the teleporter?
3: Yeah. I mean, that's the sense I get. There's a thing or two that can be seen that will at least give us a clearer path or a more comfortable path once we're up there. And it super doesn't hurt to have whoever that is confirm the whole Mercury thing if they can.
2: Okay, so we can send someone up, do some recon, confirm who she is, and then the other two can go up. I assume I'm not the one doing recon, but at that point I could go up, start working on the runes while the other two are inside, I don't know, starting to sabotage stuff so that the crew can't reach out.
3: Or anything? Yeah, if we know what to get to, absolutely.
0: I mean, what if the recon doesn't go well? Doesn't trapping them sound like the best first course of action? I'm just saying whoever does the recon, if they're discovered, that kind of puts the rest of the plan out.
2: I mean, like, that makes sense. But I'll tell you, sometimes Tass just has a feeling about something and it's, like, always right. So I am inclined to trust. If he says this is the best thing to do first, I'm inclined to trust it.
3: Okay. He has... So much more confidence in this. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we should send Anastasia in first. <laughs> Why? Why Anastasia first?
1: Because she can become invisible. That's true. I can't do that.
2: Yeah, but Anastasia's like been made within this organization and stuff. Like if Natalie's a major operative, then she... I mean, if Anastasia does get noticed, like we're nervous about, that's like bad, bad, bad news. Let me ask you this question as the keeper. Hmm. Having seen so much of this magic where they pull attributes from people and put them into other people. Do I think there's some way I could kind of do like a a light version of that to kind of borrow Anastasia's invisibility for someone? Yeah,
1: I think so. You have studied these runes a lot and the circles, you've got pictures of them, you've seen it enacted and with Anastasia's help, uh, I think it would be a big magic, but you could absolutely do it. All right,
2: then I'm going to say that to everyone.
1: I think that... We could
2: probably modify that spell, that like attribute pulling spell to take Anastasia's invisibility and put it in somebody else for a while.
3: Are you telling me you can make me invisible?
2: I don't think I can make you invisible forever oh. or like give you the ability to turn invisible at will forever. But I think I could make you invisible for at least for a while. That's awesome.
0: I mean, can we all do that? That seems like it'd be really helpful if we're going up and trying to sabotage things and have somebody outside trying to put runes on the outside of the space station. Because I assume that's, you know, it's not something you're going to be able to do on the inside of the space station, right? Because then they could just mess up that rune that you just made.
2: (laughs) Yes. Yes. No, I think you're correct. I think I'm going to have to do this on the outside of the space station so that they can't get to and mar the runes, which is fine. This should be fine. I need a space suit. (laughs) Does any (laughs) Anastasia do you have a space suit I can borrow? (laughs) No, it's at the cleaners. (laughs) You've been so clutch as an NPC so far. (laughs) (laughs) Just do me one more solid here.
0: Hey, how do you kill a vampire?
2: A couple options. Beheading or wooden stake to the heart.
0: Okay. I mean, I know our plan is to not kill anybody because we're trying to save them. But worst case. Yeah. Worst case, we should probably have some sort of way to do that, right?
2: Yeah, we should be strapped. you got your crossbow, right?
0: Uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, we can we can get you some wooden stakes, start blasting. Okay, cool. All
3: right, we want to head down and see what we can scrounge up for spacesuit and stuff.
0: <laughs> <laughs> see what random bottom of the pile spacesuit <laughs> we can find. up.
3: Yeah.
2: Ah yes, this seems sufficient against the vacuum of space. <laughs> and I've just duct taped him. Just the hefty bags. <laughs> I've been to the Smithsonian. I'm going to teleport into the Smithsonian. I'm going to steal some spacefaring gear. To steal Neil
1: Armstrong's space.
2: <laughs> we get we get that shot from a movie where like we're looking at it in the case and you can just barely see the reflection and as I walk up my reflections in the helmet yep. and then I smile and then the next thing we see is the alarm going off in the empty case.
3: And Stanley says, "Oh, I'm so fired."
2: Uh, no, we can't cuz they have security cameras and this will really ruin my reputation as a hero of the people.
0: It's like somebody just showed up full of fire and then... <laughs>
2: and stole the spacesuit.
0: The space suit. The moonland.
2: The one. <laughs> I, no, fuck it. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to teleport to the Air and Space Museum, the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum and I'm going to steal one of these spacesuits
1: from an exhibit are you just like strutting up to it and putting your hand on it and vanishing are you oh no this will what time is it game time
2: (laughs) (laughs) i guess so (laughs) then fuck yeah i am (laughs) i shotgun a beer i crush the can on my head and i go steal a space suit it's definitely still within like daylight hours then no i gotta wait until the museum's closed okay so, this, but this is fine because we also need to puzzle out like how somebody's going to try and move about the space station undetected. Yeah. So maybe this, we can figure that out in the next few hours and then I can dry run it at the Smithsonian while stealing a space suit and then we're good to go. Okay. And also make, because this can't hit the news, because I'm sure that up on the eye of Raw, they've got a fucking Google Alert set up for spacesuit stolen (laughs) Smithsonian. Like, they want to know that if this happens.
3: Okay, so while we're waiting, I would like to talk to Jingles and see, like, what on Raw that we like, should it have to disable if we want to lock it down.
1: Oh, yeah, that's no problem. So Jingles is still kind of wandering around doing the lockdown of IPT, so you're able to find him, no problem.
3: Hello there, what's up? Hey, uh, so, the Eye of Raw. Let's say we're gonna go up and try to essentially siege this thing. What would we need to know, or, like, what sections would be best to take out if we essentially needed them to be able to stay alive, but just inoperable
1: inoperable in the sense of what like
3: like you know they're connected to all the other organizations we don't want them to be able to use the teleporters to get there so i mean i know that's top on the list but i don't know if there's like a whole bunch of different ways to communicate down or if there are sections that travel or you know anything that they could get into and essentially use to get away
1: oh yeah i mean Really, you'd want to get rid of the uh, docking bay. That's where the teleporter is. That's kind of two for one. But that makes sure they can't teleport away and they can't, like, get into a rocket or anything.
3: Okay, okay.
1: So they're in the same chunk. Cool. And then you want to get rid of comms. Uh, Comms, you know, makes it so they can talk to the other places. But also, you get rid of, like, the, the internet and stuff so that they can't, like, text somebody.
3: Okay, so if we just take out the main comms hub, everything else, they don't really have a way to communicate.
1: Yeah, and then I mean there is a failsafe around the bridge for cams, so you'd have to get rid of you'd have to get rid of that too. Thanks, man. That that
3: helps a lot. Uh, God, Megan, can you think of anything else?
0: Do we have blueprints of this place, just so I can be uh, kind of familiar of the the layout, so I know where I am and where I need to go, or if you know Jake says, "Hey, I'm ready." The bubbles up, and I see one of these runes, and I I mar it so he can get through. I want to be able to tell him, oh, this is where I'm at.
2: Yeah. I mean, we helped him like actually finish putting this stuff together and launching it. So I'm sure that everything we broke down from that place in the jungle is somewhere. I'm sure we've got the blueprint somewhere in, in the headquarters here.
0: Awesome. And then how are we planning on getting out?
2: Uh, once you guys cut up the runes, I can get in, get both of you, get us back planet side.
1: Okay, so you've got the plan, you're studying the blueprints, getting weapons together, and I think the first part of this is going to be some big magic from Jake that involves Anastasia. I think that you have everything you need uh, in the sense of what is required to cast this big magic. You've got Anastasia, you've got the pictures of the circles and the way that they used those. The one thing that it will have is because you are not using all of the elements of the ritual, it is going to have a specific side effect or danger. And that danger will be that this is a voluntary trigger. Like it is a it is a focus and I am invisible. And now I have released this and I am not. So on a fail, aside from the normal ramification, you will also become visible in whatever it is you're doing. Okay. Uh, so to test it on yourself first, roll use magic. Okay. Eight. All right. What's your glitch? The effect is of short duration. All right, so Jake, you become invisible, and it's a strange sensation. You feel like you're flexing a muscle, and you can feel that muscle fatiguing. Okay.
2: Can I assume that we did, in fact, wait until the Smithsonian's closed before we started this? Yes, I think all the other
1: things combined and getting the spell set up, absolutely. All right,
2: this ain't going to last long. I'll be back,
1: and I teleport to the Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. So, Jake, you appear inside of the Air and Space Museum. You're trying to go in and find a spacesuit. And I think more importantly, you're trying to find a spacesuit that's functional inside of this exhibit. Yes, that would be preferable. Roll act under pressure. You're kind of on a time limit here. Your invisibility is going to wear off. And you're trying to make some keen decisions here on what still looks functional uh, and what might be parts of a prop. Okay. (laughs) 11. Yeah, there is an exhibit that actually shows the progression of spacesuits. And you think the newest one is the one that actually has functioning pieces. Yep, I take it and I go. All right, so Jake arrives back at the IPT and carries in a spacesuit. Hot damn, dude. That worked like a charm.
2: Look at this. I got this SpaceX shit. (laughs) I got this new Elon Musk hotness. Nice.
0: Okay, cool. Well, we should probably get going soon then, right? Because if they discover it's gone, I mean that they could get that news up there, right?
2: Yeah, I guess we better get moving. So let me...
1: Am I still invisible upon return? When does it wear off? It was a short duration, so I think you're you're visible by the time you walk back inside. Okay. I guess I better set this spell back up, so Tass,
2: hop in the middle there and we'll get you invisible and then send you up for recon and then we'll start just trying to teleport to you.
3: Okay, so before we pop everything off, I'm going to go up, I'm going to do a quick scan, see what I can see, find a back corner mar the thing so that you can get up to me. If a half hour goes by, is that the time we want to set or sooner? Because I'm probably going to be visible sooner than a half hour, right?
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I I don't know. Kind of remains to be seen, but it didn't take us 15 minutes to walk end to end through the space station, right?
3: No, but you know, just if I have to...
2: Yeah. Like zig and zag and hide and stuff. Yeah. But I think I think 15 minutes is probably still a relatively safe bet. Okay. And then you've got to confirm that she's Mercury. Look, look for something to confirm that like she's not just this isn't a coincidence.
0: All right. Okay. So once Tass does this, he gets the information, and then he takes care of the rune so that you can teleport. Can you can you tell if you can teleport to him or not without doing it?
2: Not really. I don't just have kind of like a constant fuzzy feeling about who I can and cannot teleport to. It's not until I try to hit it that I know it's not working. Okay. So I can just, we can just stand there and I can just try every like 15 or 30 seconds or something and eventually it either it'll work or it won't.
0: Okay. And so when it does work, you're going to go outside and put up the bubble, right?
2: Yeah. Well, first I'm going to go inside and drop you off. Right. With Tass. And then I'm going to go outside and start working on the bubble.
0: Okay. What do I need to do at that point?
2: I think you need to start feeling out where Natalie is and where the rest of the crew is to kind of help you guys get around And stay undetected. Maybe start screwing up whatever they're working on.
3: Yeah, if there's a way to get a bead on her specifically so that we can avoid the rest of them. If you can figure out where the rest are compared to Natalie so that we can hunt her down without having to go through any of them. That is optimal, right? Right. Okay, you guys are amazing. Let's do this thing. Good
0: luck.
1: So I'll do a magic to turn him invisible. All right, Jake, we'll use magic. Eight. All right, what is your what is your glitch? The effect is weakened. So, Tass, you feel this wash over you and Jake and Megan standing outside, you kind of don't see Tass. Oh shit.
2: What? I well, I did I did something else wrong this time. You're in you're invisible, but like the arbiter invisible, not like
1: the invisible man invisible.
3: Shit. Okay. Well, I mean, it is what it is. We I got a timer on this, right? I actually don't know.
1: Yeah, there is no timer on it this time. That was the the mixed success that he had picked last time. Right. But Tass, for you, it does very much feel, you know, that we talked about before, that this is a a focus thing. Uh, And Jake's description of the Arbiter is kind of right. If you stand still and focus, you are invisible. But if you are moving, it's kind of wavy.
3: Okay, I'll uh, head inside and make for the portal.
1: All right. Tass heads back inside and goes down towards the portal. Uh, Tass, roll luck. Okay. Six. Tass, you vanish from IPT and you appear in the docking bay on the Eye of Ra. And standing there to greet you is Sroka, and she smiles. Welcome aboard, Tass. I've been expecting you.
0: show is a crit show studios production edited and produced by brandon wentz with music by jake Purley. you can find more information about us at the crit show podcast.com to keep up to date with upcoming live shows contests and other special events follow us at the crit show on facebook instagram and twitter for even more weekly content join us at patreon.com slash the crit show The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.
3: Welcome to Beyond the Dark. Sub-Level 19 was nothing like the other floors at Machine Co. There were no alabaster workbenches, no spotless white carpets. Here, it was dank, dark. And that noise throbbing sound like a sickly heartbeat hiding behind the whir of a great machine. A large metal cage loomed out of the darkness backlit by an iridescent blue monitor on which a cursor blinked idly. A metal panel slid out of an aperture in the cage near the monitor and suddenly the cursor came to life. It read Insert hand here. Beyond the Dark, a sci-fi anthology by Mark R. Healy, creator of The Strata.
0: Find it at beyondthedarkpodcast.com or anywhere you listen to podcasts.